0: Hi, this is Andy Hoffman of CryptoGoldCentral.com, the sound money blog of the 21st century, in which I write daily of my vision of the future of money, in which gold plays a passive role and Bitcoin is the center of the universe. Try our free seven-day trial membership and contact me anytime at ahoffman at CryptoGoldCentral.com. In my one-on-one podcast series, I seek to learn of and share the viewpoints of the Bitcoin community's top thought leaders. Or, as World Crypto Network's Thomas Hunt would deem them, the sharpest Satoshis. Speaking of the World Crypto Network, whose daily and weekly shows entirely free are must listen material for anyone seeking to understand the Bitcoin market. I'm honored to host one of its most dynamic hosts this morning, Vortex, who can also you can also follow at his extremely popular Twitter feed at the one Vortex. This following my previous one-on-one interviews with Charlie Lee, Ansel Linder, Adam Meister, and Simon Dixon. All of which can be found on my Twitter feed, at Andy underscore Hoffman underscore CG, my YouTube channel, and CryptoGoldCentral.com. To that end, welcome Vortex on this crazy $5,700 Bitcoin day to one-on-one.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Andy. It's absolutely amazing, right? Uh, there, is, there can be no more naysayers anymore after this crazy $1,000 rise in 24-hour period.
0: Yeah, it's uh, spectacular. When you think of uh, the double dog years, the, the way I put it in the Bitcoin world, how fast things advance, it was only late July where we had a big smash based on hard fork fears, and now everyone's embracing them.
1: Absolutely. It seems that the market is no longer afraid of forks and uh, people are realizing the resilience of Bitcoin.
0: Right. Well, on this interview, I'd like to start by learning a little bit more about you outside your persona as one of the World Crypto Network's dynamic on-air personalities. Now, what is your technological background? Where are you from? How did you rise to such a prominent leadership role in the Bitcoin community? And most of all, what is your real name? Bruce Wayne? Clark Kent? (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, we are going up against some of the
1: most powerful uh, people in the world. And so we do try to keep some of some of us in the Bitcoin community space do try to stay a little bit anonymous. I'm a little bit different where I still at least like to uh, give back to the community with my videos. I really uh, enjoy. being people about Bitcoin and uh, having a conversation where we can really get the truth of the matter out, because the truth is seems to be withheld from the mainstream media. Uh, they really are not. um are um, focusing on what I believe to be the important things about Bitcoin, and they actually throw in a lot of different FUD and lies, so I tried to combat that with my show and my Twitter account. Now, um, I'm actually a software developer. I've been a software developer for over 10 years uh, in doing C-sharp and web development, um, but that's... I'm not. I would not by any means call myself a technical person in the Bitcoin space or anything like that. I do rely on uh, people like Jimmy Song, his great articles, who is also a, a member of the World Crypto Network, and many other technical people such as Peter Todd and these these great these great minds in Bitcoin. So uh, I do try to um, discern what, what what is the most important, what I believe to be the most important things, the most important concerns the most important matters in bitcoin and i try to distill that into the weekly show and really try to uh, help the audience out with what they should be knowing about bitcoin and what they should be learning about bitcoin
0: well i for one it's uh, found it invaluable everything the world crypto network has done and uh, as far as the mainstream media i think uh, it's going, it's becoming impossible for them to ignore what's going on in bitcoin and and it's pretty soon we're going to start to see some actual truth get out there because for one they want ratings and or two it's taking over the world now it's time to get down to brass tacks so from my standpoint Bitcoin is on the cusp of changing the world not just financially as undoubtedly 2017 will be most remembered for but in actual day-to-day usage but before I get there I want to discuss the remainder of 2018 as equally unquestionably the events of the coming 10 weeks could provide the springboard for the most explosive technological innovations since the dot-com boom and without hyperbole, the most transformational monetary moment since the discovery of gold. To that end, I'd like to hear your views of the most likely scenarios involving the friendly fork of B-gold October 25th and the decidedly not friendly S2X fork November 19th. Tell me, Vortex, first, if you believe there's anything to be feared from the B-gold fork, and secondly, how do you expect the S2X fork to play out?
1: Yeah, and there's um, we'll def- that's there's a lot of questions in there, and I think that we can definitely get to that. But real quick, Andy, if you don't mind, I really would just like to give a, a l- extend a little bit more of my brief history in Bitcoin and how I kind of got to be where I am in Bitcoin right now. Uh, if you don't mind, and basically, um, I really started out in the uh, just commenting on discuss. So I first found Bitcoin back in 2012, and really didn't understand it until 2013. And so I, when I once I did understand it, I re- Realized that again the mainstream media was just putting out even on sites like CoinDesk just things that were not correct and so I started commenting and there was a back then there was a whole big community 2013 2014 uh, on CoinDesk m- much bigger even than Twitter I think there was a really big community and so I felt that that was where I could help and so it was there that I started uh, talking about Bitcoin and commenting on Bitcoin and from there I felt it wasn't enough so I decided to create a Twitter account. And I was reaching more and more people there, but I felt that that wasn't enough either. So in the November of 2015, I actually started my my YouTube show. And from there, between my YouTube show and my Twitter account, they've kind of compounded each other and, and worked with each other and used network effects, basically, right, to be able to um, propel me up to where I am now with over 12,000 followers. And you know, the World Crypto Network is now up to almost 40,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. So we continue to to tell the truth and bring the truth out uh, about Bitcoin. And its workings to the world, and so that's really, I think, what what propelled us up there is really just continuing every single day, every single week, to bring the truth to people and to uh, and to you know show the corporations that the users really matter. So getting back, and you
0: you know what, uh, vortex, your story sounds exactly like my story in gold. I got into it in May of 2002. I started you know buying mining stocks and. And uh, I found a, a little group that was uh called Gata, which exploited the manipulation and the lies in the sector and that 's how I became famous, talking about the truth in the gold sector for all these years. Now, the gold sector has not uh broken out in the manner that the bitcoin uh space has, but it's the same thing we have our we have our common uh our common heritage in telling the truth and good for you because you've made a, a you know you've made a, a real name for yourself and really help people out. Uh, around the world, and you still are with every passing day. So, on to our operational question. Uh, as if I don't know what the answers are already, given what's <laughs> happened in the last 24 hours, just a, a brief discussion of what you think uh, the most likely scenarios are going to be with these forks.
1: Sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting kind of crazy. The market is, seems to be no longer afraid of these forks, and not only that. But specifically the SegWit 2x, the market is responding. Um, there are lots of people just recently that came out against SegWit 2x. There's all sorts of groups and that are coming out and just voicing their technical reasons, technical reasons why SegWit 2x is not a good idea. This is not hyperbole. This is not um, ad hominem. This is not throwing insults. This is literally they came out and said that seg- they do not believe that SegWit 2x is a technically good solution. It is being developed by almost just a single developer. I- and uh, it is a completely separate chain. It is effectively an altcoin. And so I really think that um, with the upcoming fork in November, it's going to be just like Bitcoin Cash, where people will get their free money and the B- Bitcoin will continue to move on and rise up and the price of 2x will go down. We've seen the price of Bitcoin Cash go up lower and lower, lower and lower every single day. And it's it's really bottoming out. The same will be for SegWit2x uh, after it's released and everybody has sold their coins.
0: Right. I think at this point, you know, there was the whole issue with replay protection my guess is that people just don't even care anymore because they know that look, if you don't have the replay protection, a you're not going to have a coin, and b no one's going to use it. I certainly wouldn't split my coins, and b if you do use it, which they probably are, uh, then you're just an old coin, so you've lost on all on all fronts, and I think that's why the. The uh, the B uh, the S two X price is plunging uh, even faster than pretty much any it's, altcoin <laughs> out there.
1: It's true. It's it's down to like zero point one or zero point one five. It's it's and it's going to continue to drop as the market realizes uh, yet again where the true talent lies, and that is in the core team. And it may not always be like that, but for the last nine years, they have shown absolute amazing talent, absolute amazing resilience. the, the they have allowed the Bitcoin network to grow to where it is today, the, the actual fact of the matter is that Bitcoin in its state back in 2012 could not handle the the um, the inflection of users that we have today, physically could not without the optimizations that Core has been pushing out over the past year and two years specifically and now after Segwit they're on to the next best thing which is Schnorr signatures and Lightning Network so we are on to already, already past Segwit now and on to scaling Bitcoin for real
0: and uh we we're going to talk about the the B gold which i find interesting in many ways because you know, every day writing my blog i see so much information out there and i process it and when it comes to this this B gold it's trying to create a niche i mean the guy who runs the CNBC Africa network said that hard forks are great for innovation uh and they are because you can try all these things out they're going to try this deep mining decentralized algorithm just like B cash is trying to have uh, big blocks for getting the, the politics aside, and it 's very interesting because i I get the sense, i mean I believe there's going to be room for a lot of different uh, a lot of different coins to succeed as far as uh, investments, and some of them are going to just be incorporated into Bitcoin and so you know my guess is that secretly we don 't even have a futures market that when B gold comes out that it may have a lot bigger following than people think, and I, my prediction is it 's going to have a higher price than with two x what 's your thought? about B Gold
1: yeah absolutely. It really could be that way. Uh, bitcoin is open source. It always has been an open source project, so anyone was always free to fork off really at any time. Uh, back in the early days, the community was much more united because it was much smaller. so everybody kind of had the same ideology. It has since grown to epic proportions and allowed for everybody you know many 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 more millions and millions of people uh, to be able to ask themselves what is bitcoin and so this has really never been uh, the, the the threat quote unquote. Has always really been there, but no one has really cared until somebody finally actually attempted to fork. And now that we have that, we can see what happens, which is that it becomes an altcoin and, and a great for experimentation. Like you said, we have big blocks on Bitcoin cash and now this new mining algorithm with Bitcoin gold. And in the future, all of these things will, will eventually be incorporated into Bitcoin, whether that's side chains, a fork or drive chains. Um, this is the, the world will... Come around to, uh, Bitcoin just like they came around to TCPIP. The world will unite around TCPIP, uh, or around Bitcoin just like they did with TCPIP back in the days of the internet. Because when we all speak the same language, uh, we can, that's when we can really start building, building on top and building a brand new, uh, financial age with this global, uh, this global financial renaissance. Now, with, with Bitcoin Gold, that re- you know, I was talking to Jimmy Song, uh, this, just this past week, uh, with our coverage, our World Crypto Network coverage of BlockCon um, 2017. And it's really interesting because we what we came out of that discussion was we believe that Bitcoin gold will probably be worth more than Segway2x because it is not trying to be Bitcoin. It's not trying to be – it is very much trying to be a friendly fork and it can serve – market. It can offer another option for miners who are currently mining altcoins. And it, let's be honest, at the end of the day, five, ten years from now, most altcoins are not going to be there. So these miners need to start thinking long term. And when they do, they will realize that there really is only one main chain, you know, to to actually mine uh, off of, or at least one main uh, reserve currency that they want to receive their mining uh Profits from and so yeah, Bitcoin Gold is very interesting. It, it's a first of its kind, as you know, Andy. This, this space is just so unprecedented. Everything we do has never been done before. So we are all constantly learning, and and you know, we absolutely thank people like like yourself and Andy for for telling the truth and for bringing people uh, from the traditional finance space into the crypto space because we all need to work together. This is an, an amazing time, an absolutely unprecedented time.
0: Yeah, actually, um, I think my view uh, is that B Gold. Is going to um, attract the masses the way, kind of in the way Litecoin did. Litecoin did from a uh, from an investments perspective, but this could attract the masses from a mining perspective. Because let's face it, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of companies out there that are interested in Bitcoin mining, and they, how could they not be? But they, you know, when you see what you're up against uh, the bitmains of the world, uh, you know this could be something interesting, and it could be a perfect example of just how holding or hodling. Bitcoin can be lucrative. So we'll see how all these things play out, especially because, as you and many others have predicted, the success of Bcash and likely Bgold is going to spawn many more test nets uh, as hard forks, especially as the ICO market is really kind of dead and buried for for the moment. Um, and as for me, by the way, you so said I bring in the mainstream uh, people. I, am, I mean, I'm certainly trying. Uh, and I, actually, to that matter, yesterday, I made a huge announcement, both on Twitter and in my in my blog that, uh, you know, I'm one of the world-famous gold people, and I still like gold. But I said, as of yesterday, I believe Bitcoin is now the superior monetary asset. And uh, and hopefully the, the masses will start to realize this, uh, first by the price, and second by the usage, because uh, it really is, we're in a Star Trek world, we're, we're leaving the Flintstones world. Absolutely. I mean, your, your hard work,
1: Andy, is, has been absolutely an amazing thing to watch uh, over the years. And, and your transition into crypto has been absolutely just, just wonderful to watch, uh, to see you absorb this information and absorb it so quickly and be able to the point to where you can share it with the masses. Uh, it's, it's really, it gives the Bitcoin community a great feeling. And it just makes me so proud to be a part uh, of this Bitcoin community. And,
0: and you know what, what that shows you? Again, because look, I spent 10 years working as an oil field service analyst on Wall Street. So I worked with geologists and engineers to try to communicate what they are doing. Not that I have any idea how to be an oil field geologist or engineer. And then following that, I did the same thing in the gold mining business. I went around the world seeing gold mines and talking to geologists and engineers. And you process it and you are able to communicate it for better or for worse. Now, Bitcoin, people would say, well, it's so much more complex. It's the most complex computer programming ever. But If you want to actually just understand what it's about and what you need to know as a layperson as opposed to being a coder, it's really pretty easy. I mean, I haven't had many sources. There's far more sources about gold and oil than there are about Bitcoin. Most of Bitcoin is on Twitter. There aren't even many blogs out there. So if it weren't for places like the World Crypto Network and a very small handful of other places, I wouldn't have any information. And guess what? I picked it up pretty quickly. All people have to do is do the research. And uh, and you realize that like you said, you just on your channel. When you think of uh, the broad the broad knowledge that you and Thomas have, and then the very specific specific knowledge of say, Tone or or Jimmy, and then all the other people that come on with very niche uh, ideas, and you put them all together into mosaic, and what do you know? You understand Bitcoin. You know, buying and selling Bitcoin, sending and receiving it is really pretty easy. I don't really need to know the protocol. I just need to know that the smart people tell me it's safe.
1: Absolutely, and and when when you look at the the mass audience of people, they don't understand that when they use Facebook, they're using the internet. They're actually just using the internet. There was a there was a poll that was done that said that over 50% of the people who are on Facebook didn't actually know that they were using the internet itself. And like you said, this really can be as easy and complex as you want it to be. If you want it to be really easy, then you know only learn the top level stuff, and that's fine. But it- you can go as complex as you want, and I highly recommend you know all the viewers and, and listeners read uh, Andy's stuff because he does break it down in a way that anybody can understand. And look, you don't have to know the protocol to know that this is sound money when Andy says this is sound money.
0: Right. Now, I'd like to discuss the on and off hot topic, but it's becoming uh, more on each day of Bitcoin dominance. If you could see my script, you'd see our quotes around that term as clearly Bitcoin's actual market dominance is a lot higher than the CoinMarketCap.com statistics, given that they include pre mine coins in the market caps of many altcoins, as opposed to Bitcoin, Litecoin, and the handful of coins, where it's basically based solely on the amount outstanding. Lately, Bitcoin dominance per the Cap leaderboard has been rising, or better put, surging, to the point that it's back to the 55% level last seen during the Ethereum flippening scare five months ago. From my standpoint, Bitcoin's relative strength emanates from its resilience amidst the trials by fire it's experienced since, from the SegWit activation battle to the Bcash hard fork, the Chinese ban on exchange trading, and others. Not to mention the universal crackdown on ICOs in China, South Korea, and even here in the States. Tell me, do you believe the altcoin market has peaked relative to Bitcoin, and more importantly, can it, as a whole compete with a newly SegWit-enabled Bitcoin in the upcoming environment of massive Wall Street investment in the cryptocurrency space.
1: Yeah, market dominance is really a tricky thing because, as I try to tell people on my show, it really is early days. And our current ways of actually trying to gauge a market cap in the cryptocurrency space is really, really early, really, really immature. So we're, somebody can, anybody can go ahead and create a coin. And, uh, make, make a billion of them or let's screw it. Let's say make it a trillion. And then if those reach a penny, well, then there you go. You know, you have a huge, huge billion dollar market cap. And that, so that's, that's all of a sudden you're at your number one on coinmarketcap.com. And that's not going forward what we really want to actually um, gauge a cryptocurrency because there are so many things to take in mind, such as the age of the cryptocurrency, the developers of the cryptocurrency, the community. And so as we learn as, as a market and as a world, as a planet together, what is valuable in the cryptocurrency space, it's going to come back time and time again to Bitcoin because Bitcoin has the best developers, the, you know, the, the biggest ecosystem, the, the brightest minds, the most, the biggest community. This is, um, where the future of finance is going to lay. Now, um, the, it's Ethereum people and, you know, to each their own, but we, 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 we actually love the Ethereum people. We love all these altcoins because they are doing the experimentation that Bitcoin cannot. You see, Bitcoin has a very, uh, focused Focus destiny here. We are trying to do much bigger things than, say, Ethereum with their smart contracts or some other coin like trying to gamify charity. Look, we are trying to save the planet here. We are trying to save the world from private money. We are trying to end the printing of money by governments. We are trying to give the power of money from governments and kings and banks back to the people so that we can experience a new global age and truly set money free. Now that is a huge, huge task and we know it's an uphill battle, but that is what Bitcoin is focused on. And it takes all, all of us to do this and all of our focus. We can't be distracted by shiny objects like smart contracts and and shiny things like gamifying things and putting everything on the blockchain. Look, what's going to change is how we spend money, just the payment system itself, just payments. If we can just shift payments itself as as an industry, then that will change the world, let alone being the most amazing store of value, saving people's lives like countries in Venezuela, becoming truly the digital gold, gold 2.0, allowing people to actually save wealth from a market that cannot be manipulated by
0: banks and governments. Right. The, I mean, the security alone, when people talk about Segwit, they talk about all the layering technologies like lightning, but the the most important part was getting rid of the malleability bug. So... Security. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to be the, the the currency of the world, or I should say the money of the world, people have to uh, be sure of your security. And that's why it's so comical that people like Roger Ver spend their time worrying about whether you should be able to buy things with it, when the most important aspect of it is whether you can save through, save with it for generations. And I think, I think that, to me, that's the biggest thing that SegWit enabled And uh, it's probably the biggest reason why no one is scared of hard forks anymore. And no one is scared uh, that something is going to go wrong with the security of the network.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we have to build a foundation of sound money before we can build a currency on top of that. And look, there are plenty of people like myself that actually live off of Bitcoin and do use it as a currency. But more than that, we do use it as a store of value every second of every day, much more than we use it as a currency. So there are people that look at the mempool for example and say, "Oh, look, it's empty. Uh there's just not a whole lot of transactions going on." No. I mean, most of Bitcoin transactions right now are happening off-chain because it is early days. So people need to have their hand held with centralized services like Coinbase and have a, you know, a Bitcoin debit card and that's fine. But but Bitcoin is despite the mempool, it's growing exponentially. And all you have to do is look at the price. Uh you can't just Look at the wallets, though that's growing too. I mean, everything is growing, but the amount of activity in Bitcoin, in the ecosystem, the amount of money that's going to, the wall of money that's going to come in from Wall Street next year alone uh when because they have realized that this is a sound money is going to be absolutely fascinating to watch absolutely huge and there are huge numbers that people are throwing out there but but make no mistake the next having is coming and it's coming quicker than anybody is going to expect it will be in 2020 and it will still take everybody by surprise even though it's baked into the hardware people just don't realize it because they're on this 24-hour news cycle and they just don't they can't see it past their own nose but when that having comes that really will be the last nail in the coffin for people to understand this before governments start jumping in and ev- and everything else.
0: Yeah, I, I sense a lot of governments are starting to jump in. And you know, when you see like the news from Vanuatu, they were talking about this morning. They are not the only government that's finding ways to to put Bitcoin into their their coffers. And you know, when I saw that, I wrote an article that saying you know it's going to change the geopolitical landscape of the world. The smart governments are going to uh, make decisions that are pro Bitcoin, for that matter. Uh, China. I mean, of course, I I tweeted today, if you think that they want to be the leaders of the financial world and you think they're actually going to uh, to isolate themselves from Bitcoin, of course not. Uh, Starting with the end of this 19th National Congress next week, you can bet that there are going to be some changes there because, look, they've been telling their their people to buy gold for years because they want to be strong. And I assure you, they're going to figure out a way regulated uh, or otherwise to get their people in it too, whereas the United States is going to defend the legacy fiat system that they dominate uh, to the death. There's no way the United States is ever going to embrace Bitcoin. And, hey, that's their choice. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you mentioned – very important word there, Andy
1: geopolitical you, the, Bitcoin is now a geopolitical issue. This now needs to be discussed by every single government in every single country on this planet because this is going absolutely nowhere, and nobody's worried about China. I mean they're just going to nationalize it and you know as much as they can and take it over and and Bitcoin in China will, will won't be quite as fungible at, perhaps as Bitcoin in other places, but no matter what Bitcoin will get through, just like their great firewall, it doesn't keep out Facebook, it doesn't keep out Google. Uh, they still reach those services because there is utility, and where there is utility, people will find a way.
0: Right, and you know, the, the last thing I'll say about this having, you know, I, I just think of Adam Meister just constantly from day one when I started this two years ago. Get ready for that having the 2020. <laughs> well, as you know, markets discount things in advance, and uh, and Litecoin has been the perfect test net. For bitcoins, uh, particularly with what it did in getting SegWit activation. Well, people should know that their Litecoin halving is in August 2019. So you're going to get a full year preview of the kind of, uh, of, the kind of speculation that goes into halvings, uh, probably starting sometime uh, next year for the Litecoin halving, because I agree with you. I can't even comprehend how much demand there will be in the world uh, in 2020. And to think that all of a sudden you'll have half the supply, it should be a very exciting moment. No. Very much. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, and now the next thing. I have this question here. Again, I wrote the, a lot of this script last week before this lunacy, and I shouldn't say lunacy. It's it's just reality setting in that, that it's mania. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically the reality that the the S2X hard fork is dead as a as a risk because we've been talking for weeks now, everyone in our community, about once we get by this two uh, X fork, we'll we'll forever not have to deal with forks and the fear and you know and you know tone was saying yeah we'll have everything's going to be great but then there'll be that one last uh fear but guess what we got over the fear already and it's still just October uh especially when we saw well it's no coincidence just 2 days ago we saw that Jeff Garzik's putting out a request to consider replay protection which of course he has to do so my point is i was going to ask you about what your greatest fears are in the next 12 months uh, kind of what i asked Simon Dixon but there's no need to ask because at this point I don't have any fear. I doubt that you have any fear. So I'm going to move on to the next. Well, yeah, just a quick comment on that then, Andy,
1: because, you know, um, Adam Back put out a great tweet today, a great meme that -hmm. just listed off all of the things that you actually have done in this podcast that Bitcoin had to face this year. I mean, just I can't even name them all. China and Bitcoin Cash. And, you know, it's just over and over all of this. Even the rise of Ethereum. price, It had to face so many things this year, and it literally just shrugged it off like nothing. So right. so there is nothing left to fear. Absolutely.
0: Right. And the, it, it, right. Except for fear itself. And I don't even fear that. But yes, like well, people, we know that there's going to be more stuff. It's like any investment. But keep in mind, you know, the greatest investments in the world. At some point, there were long, long periods where there just wasn't much fear going on. And don't be surprised if that's what we're heading into right now. Uh, Okay, next, uh, I have one final question. I want to hear your views on the most exciting innovations Bitcoin is likely to experience in the coming years and what problems they will solve. In chronological order, to the best of your knowledge, what scaling solutions do you see coming down the pike now that SegWit has been enabled? And secondly, will any or many of these solutions subsume the efforts of various altcoins? There are just so
1: Pipe with Bitcoin. Uh, it's really fascinating to watch. You know, I basically cover Bitcoin 24/7. This is all I really um, am, do for a full-time job now, and I can't even keep up—not even close. And I don't think many other people can keep up either. So together we have to actually work in order to just keep up. Um, so really, the, the the things that excite me the most that are coming down the pipe are something called Schnorr signatures, which is going to allow for a lot more optimization. It's going to actually speed up. Um, transactions, and it's going to optimize the transactions. And it's, it's, it's just an amazing technology that will allow for even more, similar to how Segwit allowed for more things to be built on top. Well, with Schnorr signatures, we can build more things on top of that, things that we couldn't even imagine before. So that's a really big, huge scaling and optimization uh, um, feature that's that's currently being worked on right now that's coming down the pipe. And then beyond that, we have the Lightning Network, which, of course, everybody knows about, that's the second layer technologies that are going to enable instant transactions. And just recently, as of yesterday, I believe, was the latest version of a Lightning wallet that got released. And it is, I mean, this is, this is not on testnet anymore. This is live stuff. People are making live transactions, live atomic swaps. So this is very much coming down the pipe. Now, yes, it's still early days. I mean, Lightning probably will not have um, a huge, huge mainstream adoption type of thing in, in, within Bitcoin until possibly... Next year, end of next year, but this is not five years away. This is not 10 years away. This is next year. So this is really exciting stuff. And then beyond that, we have MAST, M-A-S-T, which is for bringing smart contracts onto the Bitcoin blockchain in a way that is far more efficient and far more secure than anything that Ethereum can do. So there is just so many things and, and more and more features that altcoins, um, really try to, to stand out on the hill and say, Hey, look, this is what, i can do bitcoin will eventually learn how to do those things as well and it just takes longer and people seem to not have patience but this is a this is a now what a hundred and some billion dollar network i mean close to a hundred billion dollar network you cannot move fast and break things this is very conservative development but nevertheless there is still so many things coming down that i I almost can't even name them all
0: yeah and again it comes down to um the way that I view cryptocurrency, aside from Bitcoin and Litecoin, I have a hard time defining almost anything out there. I uh, know there's others. I mean, I guess you could say Monero and some others. But the vast majority of altcoins are, to me, tech stocks, a different kind of tech stock. But they have all the similar risk factors. And Ethereum has as many as any. It, it has so much that it's doing that can be competed away. And, of course, you have the, the big gorilla out here that can subsume anything uh, with all the big all the developers in the world working on it, so I mean you can bet on these things, and of course there 's going to be so much money coming into the sector that it 's hard to believe that unless something tragic happens, uh, you know the bigger ones aren 't going to do well, like ethereum. But the fact is, the way I see it, Bitcoin is the big gorilla uh, that 's passed some major hurdles this year, and uh, I think it 's going to be kind of like a snowball rolling downhill, just getting bigger and bigger as it rolls over a lot of these uh competing technologies and applications and really if you're in the old coin business your goal is to make sure that you profit from whatever technology you are uh, gaining because there's no there's no uh, patents going on in crypto if something good is going on most likely it's going to be in Bitcoin in the future
1: absolutely I mean we are here in Bitcoin in the Bitcoin community to fix money that is why we're here we are here to this generation of people will fix money with Bitcoin. We're not going to be distracted by shiny objects like smart contra- contracts and things like that. For now, we, we are simply here to fix money. Money To bring money back to the people and all these other altcoins are just test nets. And that's not a bad thing. That is a great thing. We need this experimentation. And I say this all the time that we are in a global financial renaissance. And that's not just Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not just in a vacuum. We have all of these amazing technologies. But let's be honest here. Let's be real. Let's fix money so that we can move on to the next thing because that is The most important thing that we can do for the last 10,000 plus years is to actually have money not be privatized, not be controlled by the kings and the banks and the governments. Because if we do that, we know the trajectory that that leads to. That leads to the police state. That leads to the complete uh, control of money. You will have. Oh, freedom with your money, and freedom uh, and money represents speech. If you do not have freedom of speech, you are a slave. This is the way it is, and we do not want to enslave this freaking planet and become a prison planet. We want to be experience a new golden age where money is free to transact anywhere in the world, from anywhere else into the world, a true borderless civilization. Like you say, uh, Andy, a Star Trek civilization.
0: That's right. And finally, I'd like to get the very big picture view from someone who, as much as anyone, has his finger on the pulse of the bitcoin revolution as most listeners are aware vortex is the host of the world crypto networks weekly podcast the bitcoin news aired each sunday at twelve p m pacific standard time which i might add i'm proud to have been a guest on two months ago on it he hosts guests from around the world with expertise in diverse areas of the bitcoin food chain from technology to finance marketing and merchant usage I know this is an extremely broad question, given how much information you'll have to process before answering it. However, what I'd like to know is, from the cumulative process of hosting the Bitcoin News for so long, how much larger and broader is the global Bitcoin community today compared to a year year ago or two?
1: Yeah, so this is a really difficult question to ask and really um, nobody has the answer. The closest thing that we can do is try to get a few numbers out of these centralized services like Coinbase and the last time I heard Coinbase talk about this, they were adding 40,000 users a day. So this is absolutely expanding into the millions. And I've had CEOs on the show, devs, ec- economists, community members. I mean, they, they have, they all see the same big picture, which is that this thing is growing and it's not stopping and it's growing for all the right reasons, not the wrong reasons. Bitcoin is growing for all the right reasons. So we can all have sound money. So we can all have something to save our actual value in that we work so hard to pass on to our next generation.
0: Right. Okay. Well, with that, I'm going to conclude today's podcast. There was just so much good information here. Uh, featuring one of the most proactive and universally respected leaders of the global Bitcoin community, Vortex. Please listen to the Bitcoin news each Sunday on the World Crypto Network and follow him daily on Twitter at The One Vortex. And as for me, please check out the free seven-day trial membership at my new website, CryptoGoldCentral.com, and let me know what you think. I've already posted nearly 300 unique blog posts in barely over a month of operation on topics ranging from Bitcoin to altcoins, ICOs, and precious metals. And going forward, intend to work as hard as Vortex does to help readers learn about what I view to be the most transformational technology and best investment opportunity of our lifetimes. Thanks, and have a great crypto day. Awesome. Awesome, man. Good interview. It's good stuff. Very good.